This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Before we get back to the show, I just want to say how much we have loved bringing you shows like Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches or the new Earth Rangers Underground podcast, and especially the new episodes in the Six Minutes feed, the ones about the Cyrus Lost Tapes. And this is when I need to say a big thank you to all our GZM subscribers. Your support makes independent audio like this possible. If you're not a GZM subscriber yet, right now is the time to join for ad-free listening, early access, and more. Show your support and learn more at gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Help us bring you more great shows by becoming a subscriber today. And thank you. Hey ho. Hey ho, it's your friend Bebop. Hey, it's me. It's your old pal Bebop. I'm singing along to the theme song. I don't really know why. Hey everybody, it's Bebop. We are here with the lost Bebop Tales, the ones that messing him. Never wanted you to hear if you remember what happened in the last episode. We got blown up by a giant robot. Not an evil robot, but a giant robot. So let's see what happens. Let's see what... So let's see what happens after the robot went kaboom. What happened to your old pal Bebop? Let's get my Jonathan voice going. Oh, Jonathan, oh, Jonathan, oh, Jonathan. Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. Here we go. Perfect. All right. So we'll see what happens in this episode of Bebop Tales. The Build-A-Bot Workshop. Oops, sorry, wrong voice. The Build-A-Bot Workshop. Let's blow me up. We'll blow right out of this arena, and then you can put me back together again. But what about me? What if I blow up too? You know, that's just a risk that I'm willing to take. Uh, not me. That's not a risk that I'm willing to take. Three, two, one, for blank! The robot had pressed the self-destruct button, and before Bebop knew what had happened... The robot blasted out of the arena, and so did Bebop. But they didn't blast off like a rocket or soar into the sky like Superman. They exploded! Bebop felt a sense of weightlessness as he watched one hand go one way, one foot another, a toe over there, a knee flying through the sky like a baby bird. He felt no pain, except the pain in the neck it would be to put himself back together again. The giant robot's head floated up in line with Bebop's, and Bebop could not believe the size of the smile on the robot's face. Pretty neat, huh? said the robot. No, not neat at all, actually, said Bebop. It's going to be a huge mess. You said you were really good at repairing robots. I said I've fixed myself up, said Bebop. When I had a whole body, kind of hard to do that when one hand is in Tulsa and the other in Timbuktu. 
probably should have told me that before we went kablank. Kablank is not a... But the giant's head had already started falling backward toward the planet. When Bebop's head landed in the soft grass, he paused for a moment, worried that at any second, one of the bird aliens would swoop down and carry him off, or, at the very least, peck at his defenseless skull. He saw a finger in the grass about ten feet away from him, and he thought the glint on a small rock slightly further away may not have been a rock at all, but instead his shoulder. But then, almost immediately, he saw that it was his shoulder. It rose from the ground just a few inches and bobbed into view above the grass. His shoulder wobbled and then, suddenly, began floating away from him. Uh, hey, said Bebop. Then his finger floated up and started bouncing away from him. Hey, said Bebop. Bebop tried to lift his head and see, but he discovered that was not an easy thing to do without a neck. Suddenly, he saw pieces of him rise up in the grass and begin bouncing and bobbing all in one direction. It was like there was an army of Bebop pieces marching to war. Hey, Bebop yelled. Stop, all of you. I command you as your head. Bebop looked over at the finger, now disappearing out of sight. Finger, I'm talking to you. Stop right there. The finger paused for a second, and then, as if it had a mind of its own, it wagged at him to say no. What the heck? said Bebop. Bebop watched the procession of body parts march away from him before finding himself suddenly lifted just a few inches off the ground by what felt like 100 tiny hands. Hey, stop. What's happening? Where am I going? Who's doing this to me? Why am I floating? All right, all right, all right. Calm the mama down, said a voice. Bebop felt something tickle his nose. He peered down and he could just make out something tiny and fuzzy standing on the tip of his nose. It looked like a furry ant with two long antennae stretching from the top of its head and then two more antennae sprouting out of those antennae. Ah, get off me. But Bebop didn't have any shoulders, arms, or hands to swat the little bug away. You're trying to swat me off you, aren't you? Said the ant. That's hilarious. Your hands are about 50 yards away from you right now. So I'd like to see how you're going to pull that off. Bebop tried to wriggle his nose to tip the ant off. What is your deal? Said the tiny bug. You think you're going to take me down with a wiggly nose? Just sit back and enjoy the ride. Who are you? Said Bebop. We're builder ants. Said the bug. Bebop's head was now being carried toward a forest. You think those birds built that huge coliseum all on their own? Yeah, right. We did most of the work. And between you and me, they still haven't paid us. So why are you taking me? Well, your buddy over there went complaint, didn't he? So now we have two options. We can either take you and put you guys back together again, or we can sell you for scrap. I choose the first option, said Bebop. He had now been carried a few hundred yards. These ants worked quickly. He could see the leaves and branches of the forest now extending over him as he got carried into the shady undergrowth. No one wants to think they're scrap, but maybe you can be useful that way, said the ant. I'm pretty useful already, said Bebop. More ants were coming closer, carrying Bebop's body parts. What if I told you we could sell you for scrap, and that scrap would then become a hospital? Would you still say you're pretty useful? Uh, yeah, said Bebop. More useful than a hospital, said the ant. 
That is a weird question, said Bebop. You're going to make a hospital out of me? No, said the ant. Honestly, someone would probably buy you and make like a door or a trash can. All the other ants laughed. I'm just messing with you, said the builder ant. We're going to put you and your buddy back together, and we're going to do it quickly, because we don't have much time. You don't have much time. Bebop rolled his eyes. Let me guess. Because you need my help. Yep. To defeat some ancient enemy. Yep. And it's going to be like a giant killer banana or something. No, that's ridiculous. Bebop could feel his neck being reattached to his head, and apparently the shoulders and torso were already soldered back onto the neck. He saw an arm coming toward him now. Then what is it? What do we have to defeat? A mushroom, said the ant. Come on, no more jokes. Be serious, said Bebop. It's no joke, said the ant. We don't joke about mushrooms. Okay, said Bebop. His legs were being fitted back onto his body. Respect the mushroom, said the ant. His feet were attached to his legs. Understand the mushroom, said the ant. His right arm was attached to his body. Dread the mushroom, said the ant. And just then, a long, slimy fungus swung down out of the tree. <laughs> and landed squarely on the builder ant. Fear the mushroom, said the mushroom. All right, so there you have it, the Builder Ants. We're doing a pretty good job of putting me back together again. But then that mushroom came out of nowhere and it took out the main ant. Did that ant survive? How do I defeat a mushroom? Will I ever get my second arm? All those questions will be answered in the next episode. But before that, I want to say thank you to Ibrahim, who's 11 from Egypt, who asked the question, have you ever battled a giant mutant mushroom? There's the giant mutant mushroom, Ibrahim, and we will find out what happens next week in this episode. Thank you all so much for being here, and I will see you next week. Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago, and it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today.